And welcome back to another episode of the Blackwatch Report. I'm your host, Thorn Rain. With me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Kyle Wynn. How are you do this evening, sir? Pretty good. Uh, besides the Alec Trebek news, it's been a heck of a week for me, man. There's been yeah. so much good stuff happening. But then, of course, it had to happen, bro. Like, one of my favorite TV show hosts of all time. She has a Bob Barker guy. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. I think I I've God, Price is Right was almost always Drew Carey for me, which is weird because I watched Drew Carey on other stuff, so like I yep. was never a Bob Barker <laughs> I guess that's a generational thing. Um but yeah, I starting a new job soon ish. I got a couple almost a little while of, of free time until I start a new job, but I'm doing nice. a new job that's fun and I actually will enjoy it a heck of a lot more and I may end up moving East Coast possibly in the near future, so that's cool. Um, and then, dude, I've been just playing so much Fallout. I got mods <laughs> working. I spent about four days, maybe, of it not working, and every time I tried to save, it would crash, and so I had to like rebuild my whole order of mods and all that stuff. But I have like 100 mods, and it's so fun now. Jeez. So that's all of what I've been doing. Is just trying to get as many mods working as humanly possible. My friend and I are like going through our lists and trying to figure out what's good and what doesn't work and all that sorts of stuff. So, is been doing that, man. Is Fallout on the Xbox Game Pass? I'll have to look. Uh, I got three months of free Game Pass through Discord, so I'm uh, awesome. Haven't installed anything yet. (laughs) That they might be throwing Disney Plus or at least the Mandalorian up there, which will be interesting because the Xbox Game Pass team tweeted something about the Mandalorian and it's like this picture's not here for no reason or whatever. So that could be a thing. So you might be able to watch the Mandalorian if you haven't already. Oh, no, uh, I, I religiously watch the Mandalorian. Okay. Okay. Good, good, good. So good. good. Yeah. <laughs> I, my friend and I watched it. We watch it together every day. It comes out. It's such a good show. So good. Um, I've just been working, tried out Rogue Company. It's actually really fun. It's pretty fun. It's, uh, it's faster paced than something like Valorant, but doesn't take as long to play as matches of Overwatch. So, like, I dig it. Like, it's, it's got a nice feel to it. I like the I like the little semi class based type gameplay like it's, I find it weird because it's like a tax shooter but with like battle royale mechanics and yeah. like downs and reses and rolling and third person st- it's just like it's a very kind of unique idea that's just kind of a weird like amalgamation of two very separate genres but yep. it works pretty so, yeah, we had fun last night playing. And it's free to play over on Epic. I know a lot of people hate Epic. I like I listen to a lot of video gaming podcasts and there's a lot of people that hate the Epic launcher. <laughs> yeah, like I I don't I, I understand. It doesn't like, bother I, me. I have friends who I have swayed over, like, listen, there are going to be games that are on different platforms and yep. Steam is no longer the only one who's doing anything. It's just it's just an inevitability of the industry at this point, and it sucks, but you just gotta do it. And like I had to have it anyways, because I use Unreal Launcher and or Unreal Engine, and they have to do it through the Epic Launcher, and so I'm just like, whatever. Yep. Uh, and I just have it and I have all the other like they give free games away all the time. They pay devs a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, I've got games. like the whole Batman Arkham series for free off mm. of Epic. Like Six or seven months ago, they were like, here's all of the Batman games. So I claimed them. I've never played them, but I own them now, technically. Yeah. But uh, this isn't an Epic Games Store podcast. (laughs) We're going to get down into the news here. News brought to you, as always, by our Patreons. Head over to patreon.com slash blackwatchreport. Sign up at the $2 level. You can sponsor our news this week's sponsor is Mr. Shrugoff. Thank you so much, sir. And your 26-month subscription that you just hit us with. Kyle, take us away on this news. 
Dude, it's weird. Like having him sub for 26 months, I'm like thinking like we've been doing this for the, like longer than Maddie even, which is mm-hmm. wild. We're we've been doing this for like almost three years. Yeah, we're almost at three years. Like wow, I think the G- end of January or beginning of February we January, will be February, yeah. three years. Yep, oh long time. All right. Well, well, uh, Gauntlet officially announced. Um, we'll be going through more details probably next week because we yeah. have legit just too much stuff to talk about this week. Uh, and we've got like kind of a break week, so we'll talk about Gauntlet, cover the rules and the breakdown of the brackets and all that sort of stuff. We hopefully will have actual brackets to preview and talk about and um, go into and figure that out. But that's kind of what we have so far. Um, you expect next week to be Gauntlet Palooza. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, under roster moves, Revival has added some players. We have seen these players. At least we've seen one of them. We haven't really seen the other one too much. Uh, Revival has Dan's, I think, from Square One previously. He's a... Um, where's he from? I think Nor Nor no, Norway. Um, what's the other place? Netherlands. Uh, who's he's, on the Ultimates actually? He's that? Dutch. Know. He's a Dutch. He's a flying Dutchman. Uh, on the wrecking ball, and then <laughs> Chopper, who I've never heard of before in my entire life, but nope. he's on first the time. What? Why was Chopper on? Lunaris and Regen and Nocturnal, and is a DPS player, but also has played wrecking ball apparently. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think we've seen Chopper much in these matches at all. No, I don't so. remember seeing uh, seeing him in the the line the at least any of the played lineups yet. Yeah. And then back to a little bit of sad news here. Kind of after getting a full uh, English translation after the initial translation I read told me they were going away for good. I found a much better translation and Element Mystic. Shutting down all ap- operations for all of, of the games that they currently have teams in, but it's just a break for the 2021. They say year, but they do talk about coming back. They're not 100% sure on when they're going to come back. I think it's one of those moves where everything's been so up and down with COVID and live tournaments and everything like that. And they literally just got like a bunch of their players earlier in the year taken so they were on a new roster for overwatch i don't know about any of their other rosters so they're just going to take a step away hope they come back because i love me some element mystic yep definitely like a legendary kind of team within the space mm-hmm. like probably next to runaway they're probably one of the biggest korean names that we have as a long-standing top level team so hopefully the roster stays together because they they made top four most recently. So they're in, pretty good as a team. In the translation, it did say that like there was a couple tournaments that the uh, team would be finishing out. So it does look like they're going to be playing under the name, but like I don't know, it's weird. Just like organizationally, they're just yeah. themselves in their bedroom and not like in a team house with a salary and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then on slightly more positive news, uh, Muse, formerly of technically Eternal Academy, but also before that Talon, and currently played on 200 MS, the Korean team playing in NA Contenders, was officially picked up today, like not even more than an hour ago, to the LA Gladiators. So we get another big call up here. Um, a player that we didn't get too much of an opportunity to see because 200 MS, first off, because they're playing on 200 milliseconds ping, uh, did not do particularly well in NA Contenders. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to be a good player. Some people are really hyped on this pickup. I am still a little like I haven't seen too much great things from him in recent years, not years, but like in recent times. Um, but like back in the day, he was really good. I think this was uh, Talon when they went to the gauntlet and did super duper well mm-hmm. there. So um I think he's a solid player. I think he just had some rough goes recently. So hopefully it turns out well. Yep. I can wear my LA Gladiators hoodie again. <laughs> uh, keep it on the, the shelf. Like, we'll wait until the time is right to bring it back out. <laughs> see, I've I've got the uh the third kit jersey. 
and I can't mm. pass up wearing the third kit jersey. It's just too clean. It's pretty, it's, cool. it's pretty nice. Um, fifty percent off right now over on the Overwatch League store. Uh, like I, I had a whole lot of stuff in my cart earlier today, and was like, <laughs> "I have kids, and Christmas is coming up. Delete." Yeah. <laughs> I hated yeah. myself, but let's roll down into our main topic here. We're going to be talking about um, NA contenders finals. Uh, it does care. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I, I was about to be off, dude. I was like, we're it, here to talk about Korea. Wait it, a second. It threw me off. I was like, I thought we already talked about Korea. What's going on? Uh, we're talking about NA Contenders Finals. So I am going to start us off here. We saw American Tornado, formerly Tier 2 Dan, uh, taking on Susuno and knocking them down into the lower bracket 2-1. Noble falls to Odyssey 2-1. Revival beats Square 1-2-1. It's about time Revival started to look pretty good. And then 200 MS falling to Drifters 2-0, not being able to uh, get past that little bit of ping there. And then in the lower bracket, Square 1, uh, nail in the coffin for 200 MS, knock them out. And then Suzano knock out Noble as well. Uh, upper bracket semis, American Tornado faces off against Odyssey and beats them 3-1, and Revival takes out the Drifters 3-1 as well. Odyssey does push back a little bit, takes out Square 1, pushing into the Losers Round 3, and Drifters fall out to Susano, who also move into that Losers Round 3 before Odyssey knocks them out. So then over in the upper finals, American Tornado falls to Revival. 3-1, and then we get kind of the grudge match, because if you follow uh, Tier 2 Dan account, uh, American Tornado account, or just Shape in general, um, there was kind of a running thing between these two teams. Where, well, it's more on the Tier 2 Dan side, where they talked about Odyssey being a one-trick team and not being able to play outside of um that one specific meta and odyssey beats them three two went the distance it was a great series uh we'll be talking about that here shortly but uh odyssey was had enough of all the trash talk coming from shape and the uh american tornado team so that sets up the grand finals revival versus odyssey this is the first time revival's been in uh, the grand finals, grand finals I ever believe ever. I don't think they've ever made it to the finals. Right. Uh, Odyssey take this three one. Uh, there was a draw in there, so we went five maps. It was another one. It was pretty good. Like Kyle do his his googling, his liquipediaing. Yeah. Uh, winners finals, yes. Yep. Sorry, I, figured it out. I believe the the yeah, highest Revival he's ever been. Never won ever. Yep. Um, I mean, they won trials and they won open division, but like that's not much. The highest I got previously was uh, fifth <laughs> in contenders. So yep. actually, no, seventh, eighth. But that was re- oh no, yeah, fifth, 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 eighth was their best. Um, and to be fair, this revival is the former slept on. So they did a full yeah. revamp. It's a modified slept on, but it's a very different you know, yeah. roster. But so. they've got the coaches yeah. and definitely looked a lot better than we've seen them recently. Technically, this roster has won. Didn't slept on win their first week? Yes. First, uh, yep. Time they played in was that July? Yeah, I they won believe July. they beat Doge, didn't they? It was slept on. Now they beat Odyssey. Odyssey. Yep. Uh, that's that. Moving into the actual review of the matches here. Um, on the American Tornado side, they do take Nepal 2-0. Pretty solid from them. I watched this yesterday. No? When did I watch? Oh, God. This was like... Oh, th- so... The reason we didn't do an episode last week is because we were waiting for almost an entire week for them to post the VOD because neither of us were able to watch the episode or watch the matches live, so... I don't yep. remember this match at all because this was like seven, eight days ago for me. Yeah. Watching this. So um I do actually remember this. Uh Sam on the Sombra and Wub on the Reaper. They did a good like I we've seen a lot of this kind of Korean um 
Somber Reaper play, mm-hmm. and there was good coordination between Sam and Wub to hack the Diva and then Death Blossom once the Diva has no defense matrix. So that was a good play. That was one of the the reasons they're able to win on Nepal there. Super solid play from the two of them. Yeah, and for American Tornado, it was 100% aggression from the time the match started to the very end. Um, we saw multiple times push all the way into Revival's spawn doors, hold there for a couple seconds, get a couple exit kills, and then pull back. Um, Wub basically stayed in the back line of Revival, just constantly harassing. And then you had um, Sam... Good EMPs. Um, American Tornado looked like they were going to take this based on the way they played Nepal. Completely dominant. And then we got to Numbani. Yeah, and this was a little, quite a lot closer um, on Revival's side. They were able to swing it 3-2 over Tornado. Uh, and Track kind of took over on the Sombra here and really started doing a lot of work. Um, I think he nullified one of Sam's EMPs either right before and then they killed him. Um, and then also hacking OG after it. I think he did EMP, found OG, hacked him before he could sound barrier. Or either did, maybe he did it right before. Uh, like hacked him, then used EMP so he couldn't use sound barrier. But like, it was good, like thinking three steps ahead kind of play. Like, okay, well, if I'm going to use EMP, you know the Lucio's hiding because he knows I have EMP. So if I can find him, kill him first, we don't have the sound barrier after the fact to save them from the EMP. And so it's just like very, you know, 5D underwater chess uh, mentality here from track. So yeah. Good play from them. And then we had kind of bad moment of the match which luckily didn't hurt them um they almost had the full hold on point a uh defense uh but they kind of just walked off of the point and i believe it was just one person from american tornado that finished out the cap while the fight was happening up above them um but like you said uh amazing emps from track uh carrots man he was just going off on this, on Numbani specifically, uh, building his sound barriers really quick. Um, multiple times he landed the sound barrier right as the, uh, well, right after the um, EMP from uh, Sam would come in, saving the team. Carrots, basically this whole series was was my standout for Revival. I thought Carrots had a phenomenal game this uh this matchup here. Yeah, and then we don't have too many notes for the next two maps, but that was Junkertown 3-2 for Revival, and then Volskaya was the draw. Sending us into the final map, Lijiang Tower, which Revival takes 2-0. Um, Dynasty hits a pretty clutch Death Blossom here on Control Center, and then uh, that was right after Dan's had a shadow. This was like the very, very final fight. Uh, I think Dan's got like one or two and then there was just kind of chaos. Everyone had spread out and it was trying to make their way back to point when dynasty hits the death blossom kind of helps seal the deal there. So, and then talking about There's a couple of players to like that were that particularly shined out, like you said, carrots Trek, and then dynasty, especially. Mm. And then Dan's over on. What is that? Uh, gardens. He was playing the wrecking ball. And was literally just 1v2ing in the white room, rolling over. Both of the kills that he got were, like, push kills. Like, I don't even know what you call them. Like, he just hit him with the the grapple hook roll and ran over um, Sam and OG, just pulling them away from the fight because both of them were trying to focus him off of the point, and he was able to take out both of them, which then quickly led to the... Uh, the point going to the 100 uh, percent mark because that was right at the end of gardens also and then that kicked american tornado down into the lower bracket where they faced off of odyssey who were on their tear and odyssey were able to take that uh, in the three two starting out we had nepal where devil and the tracer was really doing a lot um 
helping to shut down ultraviolet a lot and then he had og also looking for him on the saw or the the what was it the brigida as well and so you had like both supports focused on just one i think he was on tracer yeah uh yeah just two sports looking at the tracer so you were not as focused on doing as much damage to the front line or not as focused on being able to heal because you're focused instead on i don't want to die please don't let me die mm. and so that was part of the reason that we were able to see such a strong 2-0 from odyssey here and then rack attack and uh lugamino had really good coordinations with their alts um there was a moment on shrine where uh lucamino pops the sound barrier cutting out the um the emp and then after the sound barrier goes away the fight's still dragging on american tornado starting to pull ahead and rack attack is able to hit his um, I believe his transcendence saving the team, winning the the team fight. But we saw uh, Lucamino negating the EMP on uh, Nepal quite a few times with his sound barriers. Uh, the support line was looking really solid on Nepal here. Yep. Uh, then Kings Row, we saw Beast, who, by the way, Beast has been playing with this team for a little bit, and it's he's looking pretty solid. Um, uh, kind of subbing in for the spot that was previously Shapeshifter. Um, him and Cucumber were able to kind of coordinate pretty quickly. There wasn't like too much like time for them to figure out when to play together, like how to play together well. So um, good plays there. We saw some really nice coordinated dives um, when you had the rest of American Tornado focusing in the main archway on King's Row between first and second. They were able to flank around and get like a nice it's not a counter dive, but like a flanking dive and just win a fight based off of great positioning and execution. And then Cucumber on the bomb gets a 2k, finishes out the final fight to hold on third. So really good plays from him, uh, especially lately. Yeah, and the thing with Cucumber was is he wasn't getting huge bombs like we've we've seen with a lot of D.Va uh, players in NA where they get the, the 4k, the 5k, sometimes... Very seldom the 6K, but Cucumber was only getting one or two, but it always came at the right moment, displacing people, taking out a key pick, which then usually led to them taking the team fight. Um, Cucumber's just one of those guys that has those those smart diva bombs that hit the right angles. He knows where to place them to, to cut off sight lines. Well, not sight lines, but cut off multiple hiding spots at the same time. Um and then over on Odyssey Rhino, right at the start of their um, attack on a King's Row, Rhino, the the team goes in. American Tornadoes tanks dive. As they dive, the two supports start to initiate their movement abilities to catch up to the tanks rhino swings in and boops both of the supports back and away from the tanks separating the tanks away from the rest of the team um rhino kind of just goes out of ball mode and keeps them pressured in the back line allowing the rest of the team to kind of slowly take out the other members of american tornado that did successfully dive so rhino just had that heads up play knowing if he cut off the supports then they took the point super quick and got it rolling um rhino looking pretty solid on the ball i was really digging what he was doing here and then moving into havana we saw uh another win from odyssey here mm -hmm. uh particularly with nos playing pretty good on the genji here we saw the blade that was really uh able to get them the so they got i think not full held here but they got held up they were, weren't able to complete after um at the end i think they got held both of their final like point takes were in overtime yeah and so they didn't have too much moving into the third so they weren't able to cap out but um nas on the genji had a really good blade that kind of started the momentum for holding them on the brewery so that was pretty good play from him i think we see it a little bit later in the next matchup as well that he does some good genji stuff so mm -hmm. um nas kind of carving his 
to make it me- metaphorical or uh, I guess metaphorical. Uh, carving his his name into the "Hey, watch me, give me a tryout, please" kind of list here. Yep, and yeah, he was clearly the the top player for Odyssey on Havana. Uh, like you said, his Genji was great. Um, he started their attack on Farah. Um, American Tornado was doing the full hold right up in the front. He was able to get, uh, I believe, OG. A little bit they held at the gates for a little while but um nas was able to get the pick on og which got them rolling um had a really big barrage once they got inside he switched over to the the echo built up a uh a duplicate really quick was able to duplicate wub who was on the reaper build out a death blossom super quick and then just stand on the top of the cart clear it off uh, to take that final push. So Nas on this map just was 100% showing out. Multiple heroes looked solid all the way through. Um, not a whole lot to complain about. Is Nas old enough to get signed? I believe so. I think I have him on my list. Um, I think he's like 18 or 20. Yeah, he's 20. 20, yep. So he's eligible Yep. from the U.S. too, so there's no visa shenanigans to worry about um next up we've got volskaya where we saw tornado take this three two and guess who we saw good old lenny uh and we can call lenny because we're cool with his dad and so we can call so him pops. his real name yeah uh but yeah sugar free actually got subbed in for a match here not sure if this was out of necessity or because they said, like, oh, he's not going to play in, you know, he's just a sub, whatever, whatever. And like, I brought him in. He played two maps. Uh, and, man, it, he's, it, this is one of those maps where it just makes you angry because he's so good. And he's like, well, so he's just not playing anymore. He just come in off the bench, like, off of not even playing the game that often and get, like, huge 3Ks, pulse bomb sticks, just make the support's life terrible. Um I'll live and yeah, die right, by well, this. See ya. <laughs> I think that if American Tornado started Lenny over Sam, this would not have been an Odyssey win. Because <laughs> I I think Havana would have went completely different. Um, maybe not so much Nepal, but mm-hmm. I I really think that he could have been the difference maker here. I could see it. And then finally on Ilios, we saw Odyssey nail in the coffin. Uh, 2-1. Dove gets some really big pulse bombs here on Ruins after going down uh, 100-0 in Lighthouse. And then um, there seems to be a kind of way that they switched how they played as a team to kind of bait Sugar Free onto the supports, then dive on him because he didn't do anywhere near as much as he was able to the first map or the first stage and then on uh, Volskaya. So brings us into Odyssey Revival Grand Finale uh, where we have Odyssey taking out Revival in a 3-1. Starting in Lijing Tower, we had come in and Dan's both coordinate for a really kind of neat um, slam-bomb combo in uh, Lijing Garden's Cowman threw a diva bomb into the white room. Dan's knocked everyone up, and then they got the big pick on the Zenyatta. And then uh, it was just good play from the two of them. And then Dynasty on the Tracer as well was really showing up here. This last match, he really had a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, moving into Hollywood, though, we saw Nas kind of step it up a little bit uh, on the Torbjorn and play really, really well there and got. Uh, I think like two or three turret kills on the final map after they got EMP'd. So the EMP went out from Revival, uh, I think from Dynasty. And then you had everyone stunned up, but they already had like a pick or two on the in the favor of Odyssey. Meanwhile, Nas had his turret off to the side somewhere and just got picks as everyone else was super duper low. So um, good placement from him. And he also got lots of individual kills there. So he's, I think he's one of the few people we see really run the Torbjorn like and- often. I don't have it in the notes, but he had 
his what is it uh molten core uh the ultimate he used it in the cafe as a zoning for people to for other members of odyssey to kind of get back and get uh healing and get topped off as they kind of danced on the point so that revival couldn't dive into him because they couldn't get inside of the the cafe without running through molten lava on the floor um it was it was actually interesting to see i was like i never really would have thought of using it as a protect the door so you can heal yourself or heal your team um again just nas playing really smart yep uh i mean revival did have pretty good defense they again similar to um i was a different team but like uh they kind of were able to get almost overtime every single time and like really make odyssey work for those maps or for those points uh but just wasn't able to win the final fight each time to full hold anything so able to give odyssey two points on the map before they got uh, held down to one uh then on havana odyssey again doing super duper solid here cap out uh, with like a minute or 15 seconds left or something like that and then full hold revival on first um this was a weird one because i remember seeing like so much pressure being put out from revival trying to get big off angles um trying to pick people off but they just maintained great positioning and coordination and rotated people in and out when necessary rotated abilities well it was kind of a master class in like a defensive hold it was the 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 helms deep kind of uh coordination fight uh just a Actually, I don't, I don't, I haven't watched Lord of the Rings recently enough to know whether or not that was an accurate uh, metaphor or not. I don't remember how that <laughs> went. I've only ever seen the the first movie in the last like three years, so you know, let's just we're going to rescind that reference. Uh, it was a good hold. They they held well. Did Odyssey moving into Volskaya where the map was finalized? They won three two. Yeah, and uh, it not anything super crazy but it was one of those things where it was just kind of funny to see happen um dove pops tack visor dynasty is playing the pharah he tries to get the boop off of the back of the map uh this is point point a uh dove's playing up on the the high ground kind of in the back right of the point uh Dynasty doesn't boop him off of the map. He actually boops him up and towards the point, which then puts him in direct line of sight where uh, Dynasty was trying to back away and hide from the tack visor, giving uh, Dove the perfect sight line to tack visor him out of the sky as he's flying off of a concussive blast. Um, it's just one of those plays where you hate to see it. Dynasty was going for the... The, the counter on it to push him away from the point and just throws him right into his own face. Um, yeah, closing it out. Odyssey looked good. They didn't look like the one-trick team that we usually see him play. They played a couple different comps. They switched up uh, support lines a couple times, obviously DPS, uh, quite a few times, actually. Um, they stuck to the tank line that we typically see them. Like, they did a little bit of Winston, a little bit of ball, um... Uh, did we? I don't remember. Did we see Odyssey run Reinhardt at all? I don't remember. I don't no, think we. I did. don't think so. I think you literally had a Reinhardt on basically ball most of the time. Yeah. I mean, that that is very much his bread and butter. He's kind of an erasable two trick, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um. But I mean, the the kid's still super young. He's got lots of time to learn the Winston and the Reinhardt. But maybe he should try to start getting there too. So maybe by the time he's uh. 18 in like nine years, he can uh, become a world beating uh, main tank player. So uh, that wraps up NA. So we're going to run through the bracket of EU real quick. Uh, British Hurricane take out Angry Titans 2 0. Sheer Cold beat Young and Beautiful 2 1. Ex Oblivion fall to Obey Alliance. Shoes Money Crew getting stomped here by Avoided. 2-0 going in the favor of Avoided. Shoes Money Crew down in the lower bracket get 3-0'd by uh, X Oblivion. And then Young and Beautiful 
beat Angry Titans 3-1, which I guess that's something that we should have also brought up. I didn't even think about it. The um, the players and the teams had brought up kind of changing the format a little bit. So after the first round, everything was a best of three. Or uh, not best of three, first to three, sorry. Um, so the first set of matches in the uh, tournament was best of three, first to two. And then after that, it was first to three for the rest of them. I heard him bring it up on the cast. I didn't really think about it until I looked at this, and the lower brackets were three ones and three O's. So, um, yeah, just it's nice to see them listening also. Yep. Uh, and then in, I think, upper bracket round two, you had British Hurricane take out Shirt Cold, push them in the lower bracket, and then Obey Alliance push... Uh, avoided into the lower bracket as well sheer cold was able to beat out ex oblivion moving up and then young and beautiful were able to take out avoided and move up where young and beautiful took out sheer cold to move into the losers finals so british hurricane doing british hurricane things 3-0 obey alliance in the winners finals obey alliance beat out uh young and beautiful 3-2 setting up another 3-0 by the British Hurricane over Obey Alliance in the Grand Finals before they go off to become the London Spitfire. Not confirmed. Um, but just, there, there's no way at this point the mass majority of British Hurricane don't get picked up by their parent org uh, because they've played completely dominant. I mean, they didn't drop a map this one. I think last month's... Game in a long a time, a long man. time, and I think they only dropped one map last month. Like, so they're barely dropping maps, let alone never losing. So, uh, congratulations, British Hurricane, on being the most dominant EU team this whole year. And lull to anyone who's like, Well, they're not going to be that serious this time because they're all looking for teams. Like, they probably already have their teams set away, and they're probably just like, All right, let's just keep winning. Yeah, screw it, dude. They, why throw away money? <laughs> yep. Um, and then let's dive real quick. I mean, we've got about 20 minutes-ish to talk about our most wanted list. This is our English-speaking slash bilingual uh, picks here. We wanted to split this in half because we were going to take, like, forever to talk last week on both of these. Um, so this is anyone who is playing on an English-speaking roster um, or has or could um, this is mostly NAEU with like a couple of Korean players just sprinkled in here because, um, well, we have one Korean player, but there's a very obvious reason for that. So starting off in the main tank spots, we've got four on our list here. One of them's a bit of a wild card, but the other th three are pretty self-explanatory, I think. Yep. Um, we've got Decod, who very clearly at the top of our list for a long time is one of the only four of our initial or yeah the only player out of the four initial ones we had midway through this year of like please pick these people up um basically top three in his region at almost every main tank hero uh behind him you have hattie who was part of british hurricane um but one of the questions there, if if he isn't on the same roster with these same people, which it seems unlikely that he would go to a different team, it seems mm -hmm. very likely they're just going to pick up five sixths of this British Hurricane roster and then bolster it. Um, it's a little hard to know whether or not he was like just good enough to not bring the team down, or whether he was like a particularly like strong point of this roster. Um, we unfortunately have not had too much opportunity to look at um, a lot of British Hurricane games um but you know he's a fantastic main tank uh and then last kind of on our obvious list is salieri um before the eventual drop off of team doge looked super duper solid he's technically like not very veteran he's still pretty kind of a rookie but i think he has shown to be good for long enough to where we can put him on this list without too much of a concern yeah and rounding out all right go ahead i was gonna say i believe Right at the end of Envy, their last, like, 
before Envy dropped the team is when Salieri got picked up. So he's only been like competing like seriously, I think for like maybe just this year. I don't think they ha- he has too many results prior to uh twenty twenty. He has been playing professionally or semi professionally since January tenth. So Yeah. Yeah. And say I was Not pretty sure he long. got picked up the beginning of this year. Um yeah, definitely out of these, DCOD literally can play any of the main tanks at probably the highest level. Like we talk about a lot of tanks where they're like, Okay, Rhino, he's pretty much a ball specialist with a little bit of uh Arissa. Um yeah. Ball literally only plays ball. Um <laughs> Decod literally can play all of the main tanks at basically the same level. Salieri, he's one of those ones where like he's a great Winston, he's a good Reinhardt, he's an okay ball, pretty pretty good Arissa, I believe. Yeah, he's a pretty well. good Arissa. So like basically in this order is how I would rank these tanks, and then we have the fourth tank. This is a wild card. I put this in here because you're I brave, man. You're brave. One hundred. I think there is potential for this being a thing, but he is not a person you pick up to be your sole main tank. And no he way, is no how. He is not a person that you pick up without thinking there's going to be controversy surrounding him. Yeah. So the name here is Frill slash Shapeshifter slash whatever the heck he's going by now. I'd love to see um, it. He's got a good Ryan Winston, mm-hmm. solid. I think he's suffering from the fact that he has not been playing main tank for three, four years. He was originally a DPS player and then played Brig for a long time, was part of the initial GOATS roster. Um, but if there's another opportunity for a Roadhog specialist, yeah, you're good. But like, I think he's also... A player, I think it's unfortunate. Maybe, maybe we do start seeing two ways with the new rules next year. I would like to. I'd like to see him have the opportunity to play in a not super high risk environment uh, to kind of test his metal a bit and see if he's able to kind of hang with the big dogs. But like I said, you don't pick him up as your only main tank. That's no. a terrible idea. But I think he definitely deserves a shot. He definitely deserves a look. I uh, and so hopefully he gets that. I agree one hundred percent. You just got to be careful of the 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 XQC factor that kind of surrounds Frill. Uh, he doesn't know how to uh, hold back his his emotions and the way he speaks to people. He brings the spice. Sometimes it's good spice, but. We've heard that the reason he didn't play in this contender's uh, tournament month was because he was on a ban. Uh, So it's rumored. Don't know if it's true, but it wouldn't be the first time. I don't think it'd be the second or third time that he's uh, missed a tournament because he was on a uh, a in-game ban for uh, the way he talks to people in the game. So this one comes... This one comes with a little bit of you got to be able to you have to want. There's some radiation to, there you to bring, bring in. When you try yeah, to out. <laughs> like, but he could do it. Like, if yeah. if hog is a thing, Frill is your NA hog man. Like, that's who that is. Yep. Uh, moving into the off tank spot, we've got four here as well. Um, this I feel a lot less like certain about these. I feel like most of these are like they're pretty good off tanks, but like no one on this list is like this guy is gonna make or break an Overwatch League team. Like everyone here is like they're pretty like, good. I hate s- saying this, but like these are off tanks that like either a bottom tier team that's trying to save money picks up or a high tier team who wants to develop a t- an off-tank, yeah. pulls in. I mean, like, a lot of these players have they're good, good potential. And like, yes. We can see, like, there's, they are not at their ceiling yet, and they have untapped potential that can be unlocked with uh, proper scouting and coaching. Yes. 
but they are not going to come in. They are not mag. They're, like, not, they're gonna not gonna flip a team. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is Mulfig, Elevote, Icy, and Chow. Um, Mulfig, uh, British Hurricane again. We have to give basically everyone British Hurricane the pass uh, a spot on this list because you can't win every single game for a year and not all be pretty competent. So yeah. that's just how this is going to go. Elevote as well. We know he's Overwatch League level. Got burned by the Korea transition of the or the Korean trans transition of uh, the Justice. Um, Icy is on here as well. Um, not been amazing lately, but has shown to be pretty consistently good. Um, and then Chow as well. Who has Chow been playing for? I think he's in Obey Alliance now. Yeah, I was going to say he's over in EU now. Yeah, he's been pretty solid for quite a while. And yeah, made grand finals. Couldn't do anything against Hurricane, but nobody can. But, yeah. you know, looked good enough to make it to the fi uh, finals. And then, so our DPS lineups are real weird here. We've got like, what, five flex DPS and one hit scan? And it, as the nature of NA and EU right now. And the way uh, that the comps have been going, it's. One more. It's kind of been your your flex DPS are kind of the standouts right now. We're not seeing the real deep uh, like widow play right now. Mm. No soldier play, no McCree play, like the occasional Ash. But if we're seeing the Ash, a lot of the times, well, some of the times, your flex DPS will flex over. Like if you're running the. Uh, Widowmaker, sorry. Uh, your flex DPS is running Nash. So uh -huh. we're seeing a lot more of the flex DPS here. Yeah. Um, on this list, we've got Danid. You've got Razor, Vazility, who is a bit of a... I don't know. Vazility was a, always a really good player, but has had really bad performances as of lately. Um, Choose Money Crew has not been doing super hot as of lately. Uh, where have they been? 7th, 8th, 5th, 6th, 5th, 6th in contenders um facility in particular like we know him to be a good player i think he deserves at least a tryout and opportunity to show uh and then we've got dynasty and nos on here as well all of the players thus far are eligible you don't actually on our list as of right now there are no players who are questionable on eligibility or like mid-season agents like yeah. you have on a lot of the korean players we had last week two weeks ago um and so it's kind of everyone is between 18 and like 24. Um, I think Facility is a bit on the. I think he's a little bit older. Here. Yeah. Where's he? He's 25. 24. Oh. 24. And then um, as well, Track is also like 22. I'm throwing him on the list as well. But he's a hits game player. So I think Nos and Dynasty have been especially really good lately. But Razor, I think, is maybe one of the bigger like. He, I feel like he could be a like outstanding player for a team. Like, there's a lot of options for what you could do if you don't end up getting um. Who's one who speculated to go to Shock Kevster? I could see Razor going to Shock even and doing pretty good. Like, if he's in the right environment, I feel like he could be absolutely filthy. But like, I think he could go to mostly any team and do particularly well um playing like a role player not necessarily being like a, a mainstay dps but like when the meta suits him on what he needs to do he can provide on like the far the echo sometimes the genji um especially and then nos is kind of a similar place as well um specializing a little bit more in the torb but then on hitscan We've got I am 37 is the top of our list because he is perfectly bilingual, like fluent in both Korean and English, like made uh, Danny Lim. <laughs> yeah, I look like a fool. He's like, well, actually, I'm like, oh, you, you didn't speak tell me that English. Perfect English because he's been living in Canada for years and years and years. Yeah. Which is why I was able to go to Toronto so quickly and all that sorts of stuff. Still one of my um, favorite moments of that season. That's hilarious. 
Yeah, and like he was a player that like didn't really get a fair shot because he was brought in to be like essentially a ringer for like a month and a half. Yep. Um, but then the team kind of fizzled out, and he was like, "Well, he was never brought in at the ground level, and like wasn't given the opportunity to like do like training with the team and go through scrims at the very very beginning and kind of build from the ground up." Um, and he's gone in and really up level you know upgraded his game and has been like a really strong sniper specialist as of lately um and we know actually as of recently that he is no longer lft so he has officially been picked up for a team in the overwatch league um he's technically still contracted with uprising we were debating that before the show started i believe on whether or not he's, we see him. I hope he doesn't go there. He's technically on Uprising Academy. He was loaned to uh who was it? WGS. WGS Phoenix, yeah. Um It's one of those things where like Kyle thinks somebody paid top dollar for him and Boston didn't match. I'm going with Boston snatched him up before anybody else could and I am 37 is like Give me that easy money. <laughs> Just yeah. lock in lock in the contract. Get in there early. Um it, like I hope he's not on Boston. In all honesty, yeah. I hope it's yeah. not Boston. But I really do think that Boston was smart enough to watch his play. And um I mean Boston literally just dumped like everyone. Who's even on Boston anymore? I don't think there's like anyone. Find out. Boston has Fusions, Color Hex, Myungbong, Punk, and technically Axiom. But a lot of players going through this team. So yeah. they don't have a big roster. There's opportunity for him. They already ha- kind of have Color Hex in that I think he's been playing some hits gainy stuff. I don't know. It's, it's it, weird you ne- that, like you never know what Boston's doing. Uh and then I threw track on the list as well because he's been looking pretty good as of lately. Um, probably is not a top half hitscan player if he gets going into Overwatch League right now. But if you're looking to build a budget roster, yeah, give him a tryout. Yep. I mean, even if you're looking to build like a decent roster, like he still give him a tryout. Like there's potential that these players are just not performing well because they're on teams that aren't letting them perform well. Yeah, and we've seen for a while. Trek has a phenomenal uh. Uh, Sombra plays the tracer. Good Ash. Um, so he he could slot into that. If you don't need a sniper at all times on a map, you want to run the Sombra. You you can use track, have him run the Sombra, and then if there's a portion of the map where you need the sniper, he can rotate over to the uh the Ash. So like keep middle of the road team budget rebuild team send track to vancouver Mm -hmm. they they need basically everything let's uh kind of lump our supports in as like a bit of a combo here we've got the flex supports and main supports here we've got ripa and a fox at the flex support spots um a fox has not been doing amazing wait is a fox swapped over yeah A a fox moved over to the king's roster now uh, the new Kings and is playing with uh, Yofi. Is Yofi eligible? Who did he play with? Oh, he's on Bridge Hurricane. Was dropped by them though for Kalex. I think he still deserves a spot too. Um, he's pretty good. I mean, he's won a lot. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, and this new yeah. Kings roster is going to be real interesting to watch. Also, they just won Trials. They're gonna. S- play in november contenders we haven't seen yet what they look like in a uh truly test environment but a lot of faith i mean we saw a fox before as a really really good player we've seen ripa in the overwatch league before just was playing behind shaz which is a tough spot mm-hmm. played like a couple of maps ever maybe it's not very high uh, but i think both of those are definitely big shouts but like there's not really a lot of na players that i thought were really like next level um luke minos he technically could um 
he turns uh, 18 before the season starts, but you give him a tryout if he looks good. Like, there's a couple players that I'm like, I don't want to, like, give the the hard, um, like, pick this guy up right now because they're just, like, they haven't, like, a lot of the NA teams, they haven't looked top level for long. So, like, you've got, like, Odyssey gets a good week. Or a good month, you know. Revival yep. gets a good month. Drifters gets a good month. Tornado gets a good month. They're like no one has been consistently good, so it's hard to tell like whether it's just like oh they got a good meta that just kind of worked for them, but like as a team on the whole, they're not particularly working out well. Um, and then Calix and Zolik on the main support side as well. Zolik I think has been pretty good for a decent amount of time. Third impact, comic large crosshair, Drifters. Basically, wasn't the same roster for the entire time. Yeah, first, um, second a lot, couple fifth, sixths, but for the most part, twice, looking good. Second place contenders four times. Pretty consistent results, I think. Yep. Um, and then Harui, I have, there's no age on them or any info besides they're from China. <laughs> as they have played on these teams. So I know nothing about this, this player, but they've been okay in the past, um, but I'm not going to give them the, the shout yet. But that's who we have on our NA list. Um, decent amount of players. But like I said, this was definitely the year of NA is really like there's it's it's just it's kind of slim pickings this year. Like there's yeah. no like next level pickups. Like besides, I would say Mag, maybe a couple other really good players from Korea. Um. There's really not that many like next level. Like, there's not going to be like a sparkle who's like, okay, this person's going to come in and be a roll star. Like, there's no yeah. like hyped up aging player. We had most of the big like aging age in players last year, and that's just the way it worked. You had alarm, you had sparkle, you had uh, I feel like there's a couple more just like next level players that were ready for the show. Like, it seems like most people are not necessarily like. It is their opportunity. They have shown that they deserve the spots. It's like, ah, like you, you could do it. <laughs> yeah, you could play. I don't know. <laughs> like, and even just looking through our English speaking, like set here, I honestly don't think I could put potential, like rookie of the year, on any of these players. <laughs> Like I hate to say I it, like it unless to Mag or Gable C or whatever, I don't yeah. think I don't think the rookie of the year twenty twenty one is a English speaking player. No, like it unless just... it's I'm thirty seven, which is kind of a Dude. like there's potential for him to be a lights out player, but like but he's think... he can't be rookie of the year. That's true because he's already played true. in the league. So yeah, like it. unlucky. It's there's players on this list that I think deserve a shot in Overwatch League. Will do mm-hmm. great in the Overwatch League. I just don't think that this year's talent lineup is as strong as we've seen coming out of NA in previous years that we've covered. Um, yeah, and maybe it's because the NA infrastructure changed three times this year. Like, there's been so many moves and changes, and then with that came a bunch of teams disbanding reforming splitting up conju- you have like no major academy teams either nope. too so you've got very little like money supporting and buying the best players and so there are no super teams this yeah there's the, no super like, teams the anti-super team season where every team is like they're developing themselves yeah. in their bedrooms at home like Whereas, if we, dude, if there's one academy team this year, like imagine if Atlanta or Fusion brought back an academy team in NA uh, or any r- real team, like you could build please. if you just have money, you can build a team that would probably win every single season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you like, need to like pull players from other teams, but like if if you can pay a player enough to like leave their team, like you, you there's potential to build like a British Hurricane roster, and that maybe that's the reason why is because they have like literally the pick of the litter why they continually win is because they have money no other teams have money yep and i mean you hate to say it but it's a huge factor if these guys 
and girls in some cases, I said that wrong, these players have the support to where they don't have to worry about going to work so they can buy food or, you know, pay bills. If their job is literally wake up, eat a breakfast burrito at three in the afternoon and then scrim for eight hours and then play (laughs) on the weekends, like they're going to do great. You don't have that for any NA team right now because all of these teams are getting paid their contenders money, which is barely anything. So I'm pretty sure the majority of these guys probably have jobs, probably have like obligations outside. We've got a ton of players who are underage, so they're they're going to school. Like if just give us one not Boston Academy team. Because Boston's yep. incompetent and they can't do anything right, so that doesn't even work in this scenario. Like, they're contenders next next month, but yeah, yeah. Which we've seen them get into contenders this season or this year, and then they're promptly knocked back down into trials. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> they're the perpetual trials team. Like, just please, twenty twenty one. Give us good academy teams. They literally have I'm 37 on contract, bro. And then they loaned him out. <laughs> like, you and could. And Aztec. They have I'm 37 and Aztec on their contract right now, dude. Like, come on. And who, who's Aztec loaned out to? He's loaned out to somebody. Uh, the uh, same team as I'm 37 WGS Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Over to Phoenix. Winners of contenders. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently there's rumors <laughs> that Aztec is being picked up, which where was I could, to go again? I could see it. Uh, sh- I believe Shrug said something. Oh, Aztec and Glister to Justice is what Shrug says. I could see it. I would 100% dig it. Justice would be filthy, I think. Like, that's... I don't know if Aztec is like a top level flex support. He's pretty good. He's maybe top half, but like I don't think he's like a top level. Like I don't know, we'll see. But that's a show we're coming in right around the hour mark, so we're going to start to wrap it up. Kyle, let the listeners know where they can find you doing your things. You can find me posting stuff on Twitter at Kyle the Winner, and that's really it for now. Um, did a little bit of streaming a couple days ago, weeks ago. Uh, I've been playing some uh, Ghost Runner, which has been pretty fun. Like whenever I just have, when I'm just like home alone and want to play a game and no one else is on to play, I'll just play that and stream that sometimes. But yeah, I usually post on Twitter anyways, so follow me there. I want to play that game, but I'm almost 40 Far years now. old and I don't think I have the reflexes and the like the the hand eye coordination for that anymore because that thing looks super quick like you have to make split second decisions and my old smooth brain just does not compute things very quick that's that's why they have I'm... a demo I say if you want if you think you want to play it try the demo and if you like all right not working then you know I'll spend money out which is nice I don't know I'm 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 thinking uh, Watch Dogs Legion that's looking pretty fun. But yeah, I can see that, yeah. you can find me over on Twitter at Thorn Rain. Uh, if I do any streaming, which I'm pretty sure I need to call and yell at Spectrum because I don't think it's my PC that's screwing up my stream. I think it's my internet. So, Spectrum, I'm coming for you. Uh, I do my streaming right here on the Blackwatch Report uh, Twitch channel. Um, if you are an audio listener, head over to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Blackwatch Report. Hit that follow button. We'll give you a shout out on the show. If you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, that means you're a Twitch Prime subscriber, and you get a free sub. We are affiliates, so you can hit that sub button and help us out. But if you want to help out completely free, leave us a review. We will read it live on the show and give you your due shout-outs. That's going to be it for us tonight. You can find the show on Twitter at Blackwatch Report. No O in that report. Email the show, BlackwatchReport at gmail.com, and follow the show right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash BlackwatchReport. We record live Sundays, 6 p.m. Eastern, and our intro music is an original piece by our own Mr. Kyle Wynn. This has been a High Noon production. You can find all of our shows over at highnoonpodcast.com and come and chat with all of us. 
over on the Discord at discord.me slash high noon podcast. And with that, like watch out.